What's going on, everybody? My name's Kyle Richards, a.k.a. Tater Deluxe. Sitting next to me here is my co-host, Micah Brown, also known as Micah Rowave. How you doing? Sup, dude? <laughs> dude, sup. Sup. <laughs> I feel like we suck at that. We need that we guy. Do. We need to feature that guy on the stream. I think that'd be pretty good. Dear sup, dude. <laughs> no, sup, dude. Sup, <laughs> dude. Sup, dude. Dude, sup. Dude, so he just replied, dude, suh. <laughs> It'd be the greatest dude. thing ever. Uh, welcome to episode 24, everybody. Talking about some MLB postseason that's coming up, believe it or not. Baseball. You know that's my favorite sport. You're um, a liar, Kyle. <laughs> but we're also going to be talking about some NFL. Uh, as you know, the season got kicked off this weekend. Well, I guess Thursday last week. And a lot of pretty big stories going on there, but there's... A lot of underlying stories that were really fun to watch on social media, and we're going to play off of those a little bit today. Um, but before we get into all that, I want to talk about some some other things that are happening that are pseudo-sports-related, but not really at the same time. Um, that's kind of how we do it at Abstract Sports. So the first thing I want we to talk about... Walk the line. Yeah, we walk the line. Walk the line. Like, is it real life, or is this fake? I'm not, I'm not sure all the time. Because the first thing I'm talking about is NBA 2K18. Um, if you're a 2K fanatic, you know that the prelude dropped on Friday last week. This kid doesn't doesn't know what's up. Uh, but basically, in the prelude, they give you a taste of what the My Career mode is supposed to be. So you get to create your character and and create your archetypes. So you can choose what types of what type of player you want to be. Whether you're going to be a three point shooter or a a driving and dunker like LeBron James. Um, but I'm more of like a, I'm a slasher and a passer. So like my guy is this guy who can drive and dunk, but he's also flashy passing and fast. So he's a rondo. He's a, he's kind of like a rondo, but he's also got like a dunk package going on too. Mm. Um, cause that's kind of what my game is like. I can shoot the three ball like in real life. I really can. But when I, my, my bread and butter is definitely driving the lane and dishing it to somebody who's open um, or getting a good layup if I can, if I'm open. Because so, we can't dunk. Yes. Because we're short. <laughs> not driving and dunk. Definitely driving and finish, but not, not dunk. Um, so I like to make my guy at least somewhat accurate to me. Um, and so I played through the prelude, and I'm not going to lie, it was kind of a letdown. Um, you you basically play three games. and So the way it works is like you play a few games, and that helps the game determine how good your character is when you start out. And so you play two three-on-three games, one five-on-five game with it. It's just like, you know, PC. It's single player. Um, and Micah's already bored because I'm talking 2K. <laughs> it's this <laughs> hidden drink right here. And it's water. Sleep. This warm water is mm-hmm. putting him to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Uh, the prelude, I, I feel like you can't read too much into it. I've seen some reviews from people already that kind of have it like a thumbs down for a lot of people. But I already have the game pre-ordered, and it the early tip-off weekend starts this coming Friday. Um, but that's going to be a pretty jam-packed day for me. For example, bowling starts that same night. Um, and last year, I, I did put out a couple of videos. Well, not videos, actually. I tried to do a vlog about bowling once, and it fell through really quickly, so I ended up just posting a lot of snaps. Um, but bowling starts this Friday, and I plan to collect all of my stats and hopefully put out some things in the community sports categories as well as the bowling categories, and uh, maybe try to take some cool photos at the bowling alley, try to get a little artsy with it. 
Well, Kyle, you should start like a bowling with Kyle or bowling with Abstract Sports. Should I? Yeah, like a Google Doc or something. Post post your scores. Gotta yeah. have proof. Yeah, so I can I gotta have the numbers down so that I can I can put it up in a blog post and you know I'm not lying. I'll, I'll take pictures of the scores on the screen. Yeah, yeah. That way it's legit. Gotta be legit. <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking I can't bowl over 200 because I definitely can. Yeah. Internet. <laughs> Just 300s across the board. Everybody that watches my stream. <laughs> Bowls a perfect game every time. Yeah. It's like North Korea and Kim Jong Un's just bowling it up. They know what they know. I guess know how to do it. They know how to throw balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just realized I forgot to change my shirt into the abstract sports shirt. Oh my goodness, Micah, show me up hold on, on podcast. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, don't 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 open it <laughs> now. My shirt's off. Uh, <laughs> like I said, we're gonna give the neighbors a show, sexy show. As you can see, we've got a different setup going on. The light's different. The background's a little different. I feel like it's a cleaner look for the backdrop. We are sans cats. We are, Yeah, we are free of the cats. They're not in the way right now. Um, but anyways, to get back on topic, bowling starts this Friday. Look forward to some content about that. Um, but also, fantasy football started. And, Hallelujah. And it was, it was a good time, but I hate to say that I got beat. I did, by somebody I should not have, Jacob, you jerk. Um, he didn't even have a tight end in his lineup, but I I thank the Patriots' defense for that. We can get into that a little more later, but it Patriots' was, defense it, scored minus four points for me. It is bad. You, not only did you lose, you were the low score of the week. Yeah, I, I got a couple trophies for that, though. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. I'm not proud of it, but hey, it's only week one. I also had David Johnson who got injured, and I know there's a lot of fantasy owners who are Oh, yeah. Tanking because of that. But I got Tarek Cohen, that Bears running back. Backup running back. More on, well, he's starting. Oh. Well, whether he's starting or not. He's splitting carries. He's He touches the ball a lot, and he put up a ton of points Throw last week. He touches. He touches touch the ball. The egg. You take it. Take it to, to make, the score make down. It, make it make it yours. Make a score touch. Score a goal unit. <laughs> um, but more on him later as well. Um... But yeah, that's all the all the weird news going on. Uh, do you have anything weird to add before we jump into more sports, more sports like stuff? Weird, not really, because I won. Week one. Good for you. League manager rigged it. <laughs> I wasn't the high score, so oh, okay. I played the rigging quite well. We well, gotta you hold know. your cover. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> win but don't win by a lot. It's like the Incredibles kid where they're like. Get third! Get third! Yeah. Remember that scene? Yeah, I remember that. Sorry if that gets a little obscure on you, but yeah. Some people's got to get the reference. Yeah. It's yeah. the internet. It's the internet. <laughs> internet. You internet people know internet. some things. Um, but let's start it off with a little bit of MLB, huh? 20 games left. There are 20 games left, and that kind of caught me off guard because when MLB season started um, earlier in the podcast days, when you know, like uh, several weeks ago, beginning of baseball season, I was talking about how I'm going to use my fantasy baseball league as a means to get closer to the game of baseball. That did not happen at all. And, like, I, I tried to use it as a way of keeping myself accountable because the internet knows, and, like, I said it on the podcast, but, man, 160 games in a season, 162. It's a lot of baseball. It's a lot of baseball. And I grew up basketball, so I, I always found myself talking basketball still, and it's just very hard. It's a faster game. Basketball is. Yeah, basketball is a faster game, and I, I think that um, it's easier to relate to the players, at least for me. Um, 
and the type of things that they go through as a player in the media. Baseball is a very laid-back sport, and I, I don't think it's got enough spice to it. I don't know how else to put it. Baseball is the sport for Asperger's. For Asperger's? I don't know if that's offensive or not, but <laughs> it's a very it's a stats game. If you're into stats, baseball's your baseball's your jam. So I mean, I don't think that's offensive. I just think yeah. that that's. Asperger. Accurate. I don't know if Asperger's is the correct word, but right. You know. But attention to detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of numbers involved yeah, in baseball. Lots like, of numbers. Everything. Everything's got a uh, a measurable stat alongside it, no matter what you're doing. And if you know me and this blog, it's not me, man. I'm not about them numbers and stats. I'm all about them hidden things that people have Intangibles. going on. Intangible. It's like a ghost in the room. It's creepy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but let's talk about like some of the top teams in baseball. And I only know this because I looked at the internet. Soundboard. Uh, soundboard. <laughs> what? For our soundboard. Intangible. Intangible. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have improvements coming to the stream. We're going to be adding some soundboard sound things. And hopefully having a, like, a better intro besides just trying to play music and then playing ads on accident on Spotify. Um, you know, improvements to come. Look forward to it. <laughs> uh, so we're looking at top American League teams, according to MLB.com. A fish. <laughs> the top American League teams are Boston, Cleveland, and Houston. Um, I honestly don't know much about Boston this year. Have you heard anything going on in their world? Uh, I think they still have Red Sox. They do have red socks. I was like, wait, do they? <laughs> See, he doesn't watch baseball. He doesn't even get the joke. He's trying to get me. He's trying to get me. You half well, got me. That's a point five point. You got point me point half. Five, half five. a score. Um, but I know Cleveland, though. This is one thing I do know. I'm going to steal it. Okay. But today they got their 21st win in a row. That is a record for the American League. Pretty hot. That is quite hot. Pretty hot right now. Steaming yeah. hot. Um and, you know, they were obviously in the World Series last year. They clear, clearly don't have a hangover like the Chicago Cubs do. Well, they didn't win. Um, they didn't win, so they, they're coming back a little more hungry. Um, but speaking of, of hungry to get some wins and do something for their fans, uh, Houston, uh, you, you know, the, the hurricane that ripped through there. And these guys are going to be in playoffs? They will be. And for those who didn't have, haven't followed baseball... Houston's a great example of uh, trust the system. Houston's been bad recently, like real bad. <laughs> bad, bad, last couple of years. And now they're in first in their division. They had young talent, and it's kind of coming through for them. So they're just kind of, all their investments in, in yeah. young talent is paying off. Finally starting to gel. That's really cool to, to for a team, I imagine, yeah. uh, that's been struggling for so long. Um, but it's also... It's like the Timberwolves, if the Timberwolves actually did something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that that would be sweet to see. Yeah. Yeah. And know. if they don't lose Zach Levine yeah. to a leg injury, finally know. comes together for him. That would be really cool to see. Honestly, it's just not happening. Just a bunch of young dudes are like figuring it out and beating all these yeah. vets. That'd be so cool to see, especially in basketball for me. But um, to keep it baseball, uh, the hurricane in Houston obviously super devastating to the people down there. Um, and it's I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Houston playing some good baseball for their city. Um, I think they could use a pick me up after what they've gone through, and you know, Texans. <coughs> the Texans. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing. Is JJ Watt doing his thing, coming out of the tunnel, um, with the flag? That that was huge for that city. Like when you when you watch those clips, you like can't help but get goosebumps. 
Um, but, you know, after baseball's over, they do have the Texans to uh, to help rally the city behind them and, and do some things. Bring them back down to earth. <laughs> um, but that's American League. Uh, do you want to go into some National League stuff? Mm, yeah, sure. Uh, the Bryce Harper Washington Nationals. They're going to make the playoffs. Um, I don't really follow the Nationals. So, just Bryce Harper. Yeah. And then the Cubs are kind of coming back from a slump to uh, more than likely win the division. It's not out of reach, though. It's really uh, not. It's really not. Uh, it's not like Washington. Washington has a 20-game lead, whereas Chicago only has a two-game lead. Two games. And so with the... Uh, we just said before this that 20 games, about about 20 games left mm-hmm. in the season, that means that the Nationals already clinched their spot for the NL East. Because yeah. the team behind them is the the Marlins, and they are 20 games back, so that means they got the spot. <laughs> yeah, they're below 500, the Marlins. It's, it's not even close. So Washington's going to make it. Dodgers are going to win the West, um, even though they're kind of in a kind of a funk right now. Yeah. Uh, they haven't been doing good. It looks like they do have, uh, regardless of the funk, they have like the most wins out of all teams. Yeah, they do. They they started out pretty hot and kind of maintained that. it, and now recently they're just kind of it's kind of in a funk. And they can't really get out of it. Um, I don't know. They won either today. Yeah, they won today. No, they won yesterday. They won yesterday. Yeah, they won yesterday, but that was their first win in like at least nine. Wow, really? Ten games? Yeah. Then you it. look at the Indians, like yeah, and the Indians are on the other side of the spectrum. But uh, the Dodgers had built such quite, such a lead that it didn't really matter. Yeah. So the uh, the wild card race is going to come down to a couple of teams, um, probably Arizona, who we're going to see. That's true. So see. that's a fun little story to tell. So we have a, a friend in Kansas City, and me and Micah here, along with one of our other buddies, we're going to be flying to Kansas City at the end of this month, and we're going to catch. Two games? Probably two games, yes. Probably two games At least one. of the Royals and apparently the Diamondbacks. Yep. Um, is it Diamondbacks both nights? Yep. So that'll be kind of interesting. You're, uh, Diamondbacks looking for some wins there. Oh, yeah. Um, but an even cooler thing to add to the value of that trip is that the Royals are the professional affiliate of the team that's here in our hometown. Chuckers. The Idaho Falls Chuckers. And... So I'm I'm kind of thinking we should probably we should tweet at the Royals and be like, hey, what can you do for some local boys over here? You know, we've provided we rooks, we, man. we provided you some players. How about some ticks? <laughs> ticks. 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 Tickets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bugs. <laughs> here, here's a spider. It is Missouri, so uh, <laughs> love bugs in Missouri. But I'm looking forward to that. Um, if you know me, you know I have never flown before. So thankfully I have this guy and Jacob, our friend Jacob. I'm, I'm tempted to buy the, like, the in-flight Wi-Fi just to stream Kyle flying <laughs> first time. Me just over there panicking. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to crash. <laughs> Get me out of here. Oh, man. I just look out the window the whole time every time I fly. Like My neck hurts because I'm just... Ooh. Well, it looks neat. <laughs> it's pretty neat. But what if you don't have a window? You just get your ginger ale and shut up. <laughs> shut your damn mouth. Shut your damn there. mouth, man. <laughs> Listen to some music. There you go. Uh, but that'll be a fun experience for us. I'm really looking forward to that. It's only a couple weeks away already. Holy cow. It's coming it's up less quick. Less than a month. Um, we fly out of here. 
We are flying out of here, so... Let's go to Salt Lake. Salt Lake, Salt Lake to Kansas City. We're getting there, like, midnight on Friday. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, it, 10 our time, so we'll be fine. We'll be alive. Yeah. Um, but apparently we're going to be eating barbecue, pretty much breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner while we're there. That's what our friend Gavin tells us. Breakfast barbecue. <laughs> breakfast barbecue. What do you get that's barbecue for breakfast, though? Barbecue. Right? Just <laughs> barbecue sauce. Barbecue on your hash is, uh, browns. It, it's not a food group, Kyle. It's a way of life. Oh, is it? It's, it's a, a lifestyle life. food. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll run into some Guy Fieri down there. And show Please us no. some barbecue. <laughs> Please I'll just, no. I'll just stare at his frosted tips all day. <laughs> Diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> that guy does kind of scare me. I think it is the bleach tips. It, that's what does it's it. It's that in comparison with his like fake enthusiasm. Yeah. Compared with like when he's genuinely surprised, it's, it's kind of like he just has a moment to himself. <laughs> he just and like you're just like around. that's true. Mm. That is true. I've seen that yeah. on the show where he's like, oh, mm. Oh, mm. the the burger man. <sighs> he doesn't even talk though. It, yeah. His face does the talking. Yeah, it's a little much. <laughs> but I guess if I had my own food show, kind of fat. I might do the same thing. So. Well, hey, we got some hot sauce. Want to pound some on stream real quick? You know, we're doing... So, Jacob, David, and I are doing our Tower of Pain this weekend. That's Oh, that's this weekend. Yeah. Shoot, I yeah. forgot about that. Can live, live stream that or... You should describe to the people what you're going to do to yourself on Saturday. Uh, if you've ever watched the YouTube show that rhymes with Ot Ones... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where people, celebrities, and a host eat very spicy chicken wings. Well, we're doing that without the celebrities. We're, we're going... <laughs> I'll a, be there! We looked up some hot sauces in the Scoville unit ratings, and we picked out nine sauces, because they're kind of expensive, some of them. Um, and we're going to go from the least hot to the most hot. But the least hot starts at, like, 25,000 Scoville units, which is quite a bit hotter than a jalapeno. So we're already starting pretty hot. Yeah, jalapenos are... I've done that before. They're, they're candy to me. Um, <laughs> I love jalapenos, but putting a whole one in your mouth is not uh, a good idea. You do that all day. Don't do that at home, so kids. we're starting way hotter than a jalapeno, and then we're going up to a sauce called uh, Satan's Blood, which is like pure capsaicin extract. It is like eight... 100,000 Scoville units. Then we tried we tried that yeah, one. Yeah, we tried it just a, a dab. Not like, even a dab, like a little dip. And <laughs> lights you up. It does. And I made up. the mistake of like, I put it on a toothpick, right? Like just on the tip of it. And I like did one of those numbers or like just with my lips took the, the sauce off. And my lips were burning for like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's it's bad. It was pretty unbearable. So it, it's it's really just the beginning of uh, of a hot poop contest. <laughs> so it's a, yeah. it's a chicken wing contest ending with a poop contest and basically the rules are going you graduate to the next hottest sauce but as soon as you take a drink of beer milk or water or some sort of like relief yeah ice cream ranch whatever then you stop at that heat you, you can't you can go up just for fun but you're no longer awarded the level of the next one of, of heat master i don't know the, the heat master flex yeah. so whoever gets to the hottest without uh wimping out gets it so if you're placing any bets it's probably gonna go probably on gonna be me <laughs> um of all of all of our friends i know that i can eat hot food i don't know about david david might david might have this he might get you yeah he might get me i don't know i don't know david well enough but we'll see but 
Yeah, I know Micah from Ted definitely eats some spicy foods. Um, I'm a, I love spicy food too, and I like push the limits on myself. But when I tried those two sauces, though, I'm like, guys, I'm not doing that to myself. I'll be an observer. I'll take video. Heck, maybe I'll put together a vlog. It'll be like competitive eating with Document fire. Seven eighteen. <laughs> Jacob begins to weep. <laughs> and we'll have like some sad music. Sarah like um, but yeah, so maybe we'll, maybe I will throw together like a little competitive eating on fire. It's abstract. It is a little different, but it is competitive. Abstract. It's kind of hard. You have to argue whether it's a sport or not. But the competition part's a big aspect of that. Every Fourth of July, there's a hot dog eating contest, and they call it sport. <laughs> Joey Chestnut's a professional athlete. It's just like professional bowlers are athletes. <laughs> uh. They exercise their arm, their beard. Yeah, athletic. One part of their body is athletic. I don't know if Got that counts. Guard. I mean, I consider bowl, communi- like bowling a community sport because it kind of is. It involves a ball. You're yeah. competing. You, but that, that's a fun discussion to have. Like, is it a sport? And that, that reminds me, Jacob probably didn't watch the last podcast because we were trying to get him to do this thing. But we want to get Jacob on here. First of all, because he's going to be famous someday, and this is just his first platform, I'd like to do that for him. But also, uh, he wants to do like an abstract fact or a sport of the week, and still haven't been able to get him. So maybe this Friday I'll record a video of him, or Saturday, um, doing this next week's podcast abstract thing of the week, whatever that is. So, not sure how that's going to come into the format of the podcast, but I'm making it a goal. That's my other thing. Abstractly. It, it will. It'll be like, you know, sci-fi music playing and then video. So look forward to that. Um, so, yeah, competitive eating this weekend, um, but also there's more football going on. Um, so to start with a little bit of football, um, well, the Vandals, they didn't do as well as we thought they were going to do. <laughs> Micah, we forgot your your brown paper bag to put over your head. Um, (laughs) But to be honest, we both thought the Vandals were going to do okay against UNLV, especially with UNLV coming off a bad loss. Maybe that's what fueled them. But I would have been happy with okay. Yeah, We thought the Vandals would do okay. No, they did terribly. 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 It was. It looked like the Vandals of old, you know, those old Vandals you know and love, the one been Vandal teams. Um, pretty much textbook. Coach didn't have them ready. They got out coached. Plain and simple, they got out coached by a coach who was a record-setting coach for his loss. Um, call that fueled with fire. I don't know what, but <laughs> uh, it was out coached. Uh, the players didn't have any fire. They weren't ready. Um, they were ready. There were terrible passes. There were good passes that were dropped. There was really bad defense. A couple of long runs for touchdowns by UNLV where he just wasn't touched. Didn't like, even get t- going up the middle yeah, too. Yeah, it wasn't like he he beat everybody with the speed around the edge. He just whoop. Like what the hell was the defense thinking? Well, it, or like doing like I watched three plays and like our safeties and linebackers just ran into the pile. Like didn't look for the ball, just ran into the pile. Like, outcoached, and they're just like, thanks. Bye. Uh, Touchdown. That's, that's just ridiculous. So, um, but eight miles away. That's right. Washington State. Washington State. Beat down the Boise State Broncos. 
Um, Go Cougs. I don't know if you guys were watching it, but uh, Washington State ended up winning that game in overtime. Not just overtime. Double overtime. I think it was triple. Triple overtime? It was triple OT. Triple overtime. Triple OT. A lot of football. I, Kyle, no. I, I turned that game off when it was 31-10 to 10 Boise in the fourth. The fourth quarter it was 31-10. to 10. <laughs> That's and pretty much like rack it up as a loss. It's over. The, the final play I watched, Luke Falk got hit hard. He ended up getting injured, leaving the game. Fumbled the ball. Boise ran it back for a touchdown. I was like, well, Fox hurt. It's 31-10. Off. <laughs> Check my phone a couple hours later to... Hey, they won. What yeah, the hell? I was, I was getting snaps from friends, uh, people who who went to WSU, and they're like, dang, this is a good game. And it was like midnight, past midnight, yeah. which means it's an hour later up there. Yeah, Pack 12 after dark. Or no, is it? Hour sooner. Hour earlier, okay. So, so midnight here, 11 there. Yeah, but... Going into triple overtime, I think a lot of people went to bed <laughs> yeah. by that time. I know I was in bed. Um, Some of you may get this, but um, you really could say that Boise cooged it. I've, I'm familiar with the phrase, and I'd say Boise did coog it. Boise cooged it. <laughs> they cooged it. You can't say they did coog it. They cooged it. Like they done there cooged it? C-O-U-G apostrophe D. Cooged. Cooged. It's a verb. Yeah, they cooged <laughs> it pretty, pretty hard. Yeah, so baby, what is you doing, losing <laughs> this thirty-one to ten lead? And they did. How dare you? Um, so I mean, good, good for Washington State. I mean, even though they're they're like eight miles from the University of Idaho, but the Vandals and the Cougars kind of have this like brother sister thing where it's like you root for them just because they're close to you, but you're in different tiers of sport capability, anyways. Yeah, it's not a rivalry. It's no. like... Uh, we never... Pl- well, I guess we do play them, but in basketball. Oh, hey, cousin. Good job, cousin. We'll play you this week in basketball, and nobody cares. Yeah, we'll we'll party together on the weekend, because yeah. we're only eight miles away. <laughs> Bar scene's better in Moscow, but whatever. But, <laughs> but whatever. whatever. Um, but, I mean, it does suck that the Vandals, though, they... I'm, op- I'm hoping next week they bring some fire. I mean, like you were saying, they didn't have that, and it's like... I don't know, our question at the end of the podcast for you guys, it's going to relate to this here, but it's ridiculous how lackadaisical they seemed. Just kind of putting around and... Didn't care. Like, just... They weren't even, like, hustling to get to their lineup. Or to, like, line up on the line. They are just kind of, like, getting there, and then they'd run a route. It wasn't even, like, quick or on point. Just lazy. Like, the uh, the fan in me wants to chalk this up to be like, oh, the Vandals are on a six-game win streak. UNLV sucks. They're too confident. A word I've never used to describe a Vandal football team. <laughs> yeah, um, never, ever. I'm just kind of hoping maybe that's what it was. Because UNLV's not a good team. They're a, a middle ground, Mountain West team at best. Um, it's like the Vandals just kind of psyched themselves out. Yeah, they're like, ah, we don't need to do this. We got them. We're going to beat them. Coaches, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> and then my fear is that with this week's matchup at West Michigan, Western Michigan, um, their spirit's just going to break because Western Michigan is a good team. A good well, team. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I you know obviously hope for the best with the Vandals. They play Western Michigan, like he's saying, Saturday, 4 p.m. I believe that's mountain time, so it's probably more like 6 or 5. Um, so if you're a Vandal fan or a Western Michigan fan, look for that game. We're probably their homecoming. Oh, really? If I have, this early? If I have to guess, maybe. I don't know. I guess ours is in October. That's still early for us. But yeah. um, Mike has got a prediction. Did you already give that out? 
Uh, kind of in my tone. It's going to be a guaranteed <laughs> loss. Um, the Vandals of. are going to lose by at least two scores, probably three. Okay. I don't really have a prediction. I'm just rooting for the Vandals. Go Vandals! They're going to lose. <laughs> On to the NFL, though. So, the game that we were talking up a whole bunch last week. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't get the predictions right. Like, even when the, the I'm stars okay are at knowing up, things. I really am. <laughs> I swear I know sports. I swear I know sports. I mean, well, I feel like everybody and their grandma's dog yeah. rooted for the Patriots. True. And if you watch that game, it was kind of like a, I can't believe this is happening. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Patriots were hyped up so much in the offseason. Everybody's saying they made the best moves in the offseason to get better. Yeah. And, you know, they were the championship team. And Kansas City's often an overlooked team as well. And yeah, for good reason sometimes. I mean... What Kansas City? What Kansas City team do you remember from the last ten years? None. Yeah. None. So uh, I just remember Alex Smith kind of failing. Yeah. So last few. So you know you got Brady, defending champs, Belichick, and Kansas City. Who? And this was in Foxborough. Yeah. This was New England home home area. Yeah. <laughs> Hometown. And then they got their asses kicked. They did. Alex Smith, man, he was looking really good yeah. in that game. But yeah. Mr. Checkdown, what? It's like he was like. <laughs> eh. Who was the the running back that for the, for Kansas City that was doing uh, all the work? Oh man, it's right there. I've got a Hunt. Google machine. Hunt, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Um, I we didn't look that up on Google. I pulled that out. I remembered of my it melon. before I did that. Yeah, pulled that out of my melon. Um, but yeah, he had a breakout game. Alex Smith outperformed what everybody thought he would do against the Patriots defense. Yeah, outperformed Brady. And I I had negative four points with the Patriots defense against them, and that's why I lost to Jacob. Mm-hmm. If I would have played my other defense, I would have beat him. They had like eight points. That's a 12-point swing. He also didn't have a tight end. So. He also didn't have a tight end. Nah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't <laughs> help your power ranking cause when I released the power rankings. I, I don't care. Game. All I care is I got <laughs> trophies. I'm going to own the trophies. Two trophies. <laughs> um, so but then... Uh, this one? Uh, yeah. Uh, other <laughs> mild surprises. Like, the Patriots are the big shock. I think the big shock for me was how poorly Houston played versus Jacksonville. Um, I don't know if I just I focus too much on last year's teams, but Houston's defense is usually pretty good. I know they have a quarterback issue going on, um, and they'll get that figured out. Jacksonville's not that good, or they shouldn't be. They, maybe they are now, but uh, Bortles really is just a walking pile of garbage. Bortles, uh, yeah, he's yeah. the only guy I can name on the team. I think. Yeah, he's uh, Allen Robinson, maybe. Maybe, yeah, a receiver. Yeah, except he blew his ACL, and then Bortles smacked his torn ACL knee while he's on the ground. But I mean, it's just Blake Bortles shouldn't score twenty nine points on anybody, and he did. He did. And JJ Watt and. Usually that vaunted defense they have. Um, speaking of which, Brian Cushing was suspended 10 games for using performance-enhancing drugs. I did um, see a meme that came out from that. It was like him in his USC cutoff tank top, and he's just just flexing on him. And the meme was like, I can't believe they think Brian Cushing is using PEDs. Well, and he's just hulked out. This is the second time he's been caught. So, mm-hmm. another news, water's wet, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so a, a poor Houston defense probably going to get worse. Brian's lost a step though. He's he's not the the backbone like Watt is. Yeah, but that was probably the biggest surprise for me. And was that a was that game supposed to be in Houston or well, I guess either way, Jacksonville or Houston. Yeah, it was it was supposed to be in Houston. So, but it was somewhere else. 
I don't remember where it was, but it wasn't in any any place it should have been thanks to Hurricane Harvey. Um, Another big surprise would be who's in the commentary booth now. Oh yeah, Tony Tony Romo. Oh Romo. Anthony Romo. NFL's 2017 are, sexiest are, player. Are you talking about Rex Ryan? Because he was in Monday Night. <laughs> no, Beth, he was so bad. Beth and Rex were were terrible. Um, <clears throat> terrible. But I'm so, talking about NFL's 2017 sexiest player, Tony Romo, in the commentary booth on CBS for the Oakland Tennessee game, which I was watching. Yeah, that was that was good. But I have a story to tell first. I'm going to tell it. Here we go. So I mentioned a guy at the beginning of the stream. His name is Tarek Cohen. Oh yeah. He's a five six. He's five six. He's shorter than me. A web designer, not a football player, or a basketball player, or an athlete. Well, okay, I'm I'm athletic, but five six, like one one eighty. It's a pretty small dude. That's like Darren Sproles' yeah. size, just about. Especially when compared to the rest of the NFL, that's yeah, very small. Very small. And uh, I watched a video about this guy today, and it kind of blew me away. I mean, just because of his size, people would count him out on everything. So. Uh, he went to this little tiny high school. I don't even remember where he's from, to be honest. But he went to this small high school. Um, his coaches had to really vouch for him to get a scholarship into a, at a school. Um, they thought he could play like at other big big colleges, but they just kind of rolled him out because he was a a, a five six young dude who he wasn't even the size he is now at one eighty. You know, he's probably like five five mm-hmm. five four. Um, and so this uh, small, uh, I guess it was a like a private black college that took him and I don't know any of those. I don't know any of those either. But the school that did take him, uh <laughs> super white. Super white. Um the school that did take him, like he crushed it there. And this is the type of team that you don't hear about in the news. They're not one of the major teams, not not seated by any means. And he performed well enough to get drafted in the fourth round this year. That's impressive. Um, there's a video you may have seen on social media where this guy jumps and does a backflip and catches two footballs, one in each arm. Hmm. That was Tart Cohen. Well, it, it kind of went viral and like you know, in the off season, like players who were about to get drafted or did get drafted, they're doing all these crazy things on the internet to try and get noticed more. Uh, and he was one of those guys that like really stood out. And I, I wouldn't lie if I, I, I feel like I'd be lying if the the viral video of him didn't help him in his ratings, at least, or getting him noticed. Could have. Um, because it was very impressive. But he got drafted in the fourth round to the Chicago Bears. and Dog Bears. This, Charlie. This dude, yeah, our boy Charlie, he's probably stoked about this guy. Um, he put up, like, two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown, I think. Plus he returns kicks, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can do everything. He's, he's very fast. I mean, seriously, imagine a Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles returns kicks. Very productive on offense. Um, I even watched this 5'6 dude plow over one of the best defensive players on Kansas City. Or not Kansas City. Um, Chicago. No. Uh, the yeah. team they play. Atlanta. Atlanta. Just ran the dude over, and, and he got into the end zone for it. And it's just crazy, like, looking back at a guy 5'6", you know, I... I can relate to him because I was a very small kid growing up, and I was always wanting to be involved in sports. Like I, I don't know if I've told you this story yet, but this is a good one. I was in fifth grade, and my friend Cruz played in uh, grid kid football, and 
I never got into playing organized football. I played it more just with my friends in my front yard. But one day he's like, hey, man, you should come play for the team. We, you can come to practice one day, and we'll see if the coach will let you play. And, you know, I'm like 10 years old. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. let's do it. And so <laughs> I show up to practice, and I wait till, it's all, till they're done practicing. And Cruz gets the coach to come over and talk to me. And I'm there just by myself. I don't have my parents there or anything. It's just me. And this coach looks at me, and he's like, how much do you weigh? And I'm like, 40 pounds? <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but it was very low. And I was a small kid, but I'm the same size as Cruz. Huh. And and so I told him my size, and he's like, oh, maybe you should go try playing with the fourth grade team. And I was just like, no. Mother. No, I'm okay. Because like, I didn't know anybody on the fourth grade team. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play with my friend Cruz. My friend Cruz is the same size as me, and he's like, you should have told him you weighed 50 pounds. And I'm like, I wasn't going to lie. <laughs> but that was the day that like turned me off of football forever. I never did it after that. Um, You're going to find that coach one day. <laughs> yeah. I on his deathbed. I wouldn't even recognize You ruined the guy. football for me. Gosh, that was so long ago. But um, So I, I kind of know the feeling of being counted out because of your size, and that's not just because of that football instance. Um, it's sort of been a thing for me my entire life. Like playing basketball, you want to be tall and, and do everything well. Well, I was short, and I was just – angsty and I would get loose balls. That was my thing. Um, ball. Give me the ball. Ball, ball, ball. Ball, ball, ball. Ball, 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 ball. And so it's kind of, it's really cool to see a story like this that, you know, younger kids that could have been me, you know, like back when I was in nine or 10, uh, can see this video because you know they have a phone in their hands and they can be inspired by this guy who was counted out his entire life because of his size. And they can be like, I'm going to be that guy in what? 20 years, 15 years. I'm going to be that guy. Because this kid's like 22, and now he's going to be one of the most successful running backs this year, I think. Maybe that's one of my crazy predictions. Bold prediction! Bold, 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 That's We need to get that BBB sound up, yeah. up in Soundboard. here. Soundboard. But, uh, so anyways, I did have David Johnson in my fantasy league, and he broke his wrist. He did. So... What do I do? I'm number one on the waiver wire. I go pick up Tarek Cohen because I'm I'm just super stoked on that guy. I think that I, I picked him a little bit out of emotion, but a lot of it because of the stats. <laughs> little little knee-jerk reaction there. Yeah, yeah what well, he's going to produce. Um, but speaking of Tony Romo, that was a little bit of a long tangent to get away from the Tony Romo okay. and come back. We but. have this note thing set up, and I repeatedly just... Ignore. Just ignores it. It's really Ignore. rude. It's, it's right. It's closer to me than it is the Kyle. I can't stand it. And I'm just, just, just like, oh, yeah. no, that's no, all right. This week's better than last week. Last week I was just like random, random, <laughs> random. Like I totally messed up the notes. Yeah, but this one I only got one bullet point ahead. But yeah, still ruined everything. Uh, but that's all right. Yeah. Romo, Romo, <laughs> Romo, Romo, Romo. Uh, yeah, those of you watching the Oakland Tennessee game, Tony Romo was in the booth with. Somebody else. <laughs> Some other dude. Some other dude. Uh, I usually know his name. Was um, it Phil Sims? It might have it sounds. Been. It sounded like Phil Sims, but I'm not sure if it was him. Might have been. But, one thing you don't usually see from commentators, no matter how long they've been in the game, and maybe they're not supposed to, maybe it's not kosher, maybe we'll see Tony kind of tone it down, but he predicted the plays. It was such a cool thing to yeah, watch. Not, not like fact. predict plays. He was like, oh, they're running to the left. <clears throat> What do they do? Oh, they run to the left. He's like, oh, there's going to be a check down pass. This receiver's going to run this route. Sure yeah, enough. it happened. <laughs> Tony called it every time. I don't think he was wrong. He was, he mispicked a route once. 
but he picked the right guy in the right location. And it was like a 50-50. They either yeah. do that route or the other. Yeah, and he picked it, and I don't know if that's just because he has played the game for 14 years or however long he's played, um, or just what. Because you, yeah. you don't see that. I mean, Rex Ryan's a bumbling idiot in the booth. Um, we just found that out Monday night. Yeah, God, he's terrible. <laughs> uh, but even people like... Um, even John Madden. John Madden never called the plays. Uh, Al Michaels never predicted the plays. I don't know. Like again, like I said, I don't know if they're not supposed to or what. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Um, like the closest thing I've seen is like giant John Gruden. Gene Gruden. John Gruden uh, calls out the formations. Like we'll, in Tampa, this was X Y banana split. Yeah. Uh, he does that, but he doesn't really. Tell you what's gonna happen. He doesn't do it beforehand. Like yeah. after the play, he'll like do a big breakdown. He'll use the markers on the screen to yeah. show all the details, which is all really cool. But like that video of Tony Romo predicting these plays was like run to the left. Yeah, run and to the left. And like it, it was like I think it's just his. It's a combination of him playing for so many years, but also just having a high IQ of football in general. Yeah, it it made me think of. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched the uh, the Hard Knocks on HBO this year with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but at a certain, at I think episode three, they're talking to one of the rookie running backs who's trying to learn the system in the NFL and he's trying to learn the new playbook with Tampa and the coach is like, Yeah, it's the same stuff you knew in college. We just call it a different thing. It's it's all the same. A run's a run in the NFL. There's only so many blocking schemes right. that are effective. So even though Tony never played for Oakland or played for their offensive coordinator or Jack Del Rio, Tony knows the language. Yeah, he, it, he understands defense recognition and the the lineup the offense is in and, and the audibles. Yeah, he gets it. No matter whether he understands their play call or not, like they say Omaha or whatever. If he doesn't know what that means, that's fine. But he understands that to him it was just Iowa. Yeah, and like. So, I guess it, it seems like the way that he was presenting it, it sounds like there are some buzzwords that mean that are very common in the NFL that mean a certain thing. And like there's one play in particular where Derek Carr said, kill, kill. And that was like the first one in the video that I saw. And he's like, oh, he's saying kill, kill. That means run left. And so they did that. And a little bit later in the video, he said the same thing. He's like, oh, he said kill. That means he's flipping the play. It's going to be a run back to the left. So it's almost like they the kill means flip. And and then like but beyond He's that saying three times it's but beyond that he was also picking apart defenses being like oh we got a safe uh, split safety blitz coming off the left set, left edge over here and then sure enough that happened it, it's just crazy to watch somebody like Romo especially in his debut yeah. I wonder if they gave him a little leniency in his debut as a as a booth guy but we'll see yeah I'm, so we'll see I mean that kind of stuff makes me want to watch a game that Romo's calling I'm not gonna lie like seek it out. Yeah, but I will avoid Rex Ryan like the plague. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Beth. Just stay with college football so I can ignore you. <laughs> Rex, just go count your Try money. Try to get a coaching job, <laughs> damn it. Just go count your money. Don't even coach. Stay out of the NFL. Just go find a lake and sit next to it for the next 20 years. Heck, did you see Jeff Fisher? Uh, was spotted in Montana buying groceries in Billings, Montana. Yeah, he's got he uh, he's an avid fly fisherman. I believe it. He looks like it. Yeah. Um, it's just weird to see because like Jeff Fisher is like one of those. He just looks like a football coach. Yeah. So you see him at the, the grocery store. He's got that look on his face, like. Just really the price. <laughs>
But that's just it's weird. A lot of a lot of weird things going on. Former player or players and coaches being gone and now doing something on the other side of it um, that we get to hear and it's like when you saw your on. teachers outside of school when you were little. You're like, what? like they're celebrities. Oh my gosh, you exist. Oh my god, you have to buy groceries too. Oh, yeah. you're buying TP. You poop too. Oh my gosh, oh, man, you don't live at school. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I saw Ben in there. Yeah, it's kind of like that. You think Jeff Fisher is just he exists as. <laughs> A Rams coach. Or I'm not gonna lie. He kind of looks like, like a, I don't know, like a. He, he kind of looks like one of my uncles, like literally. He he looks a lot like. Him. I'm not just saying that he has a look that looks like an uncle. He looks like my uncle. It's weird. So I'm like Uncle Dale, Jeff Fisher. What are you doing? I didn't know you knew football so well. Um, but in in spirit of Tony Romo predicting these plays like a madman and. Almost like going rogue and against the grain. We're going to do a little crazy NFL predictions ourselves. Starting with yours. I'm going to do the first one. We don't have a whole bunch of these because, honestly, I in my head I thought that there were a bunch when, we, when I came up with the idea. And then as we, we sat down to lay them on paper, it was really hard to come up with them. And so, here goes. My first NFL crazy prediction, and this is for week two, is... I'm excited to hear this. Marshawn is going to run for over 200 yards in his Oakland debut. He's going to have the city behind him, and he's just he's going to flip the cameras off twice this time, and he's going to get twice that, the number of funny. yards. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, that is a crazy prediction. 200 yards is crazy for any running back now but, in the NFL. But leave it to Marshawn to flip the cameras off on his first game back in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty magical, though. That Running would. 200 yards in Oakland, hometown debut, that would be cool. Um, I suppose it's my turn. It's your turn. Crazy prediction. Uh, Jay Cutler gets benched. That's, hey, not, that, crazy. that's not crazy. <laughs> that's not, that's that not crazy. crazy. That's, that's probably going to happen. <laughs> um, hmm, crazy prediction. Not for week two. Maybe for the whole season. Crazy prediction that uh, Ben Roethlisberger, a.k.a. the gas station hot dog, Shout out Jacob for the nickname. Out, yeah, the gas station hot dog doesn't miss a game. This season? This season, that's pretty... Even with like a sore toe like yeah. he had last year, he's not going to miss a game? That's pretty crazy. I I personally can't remember the last time Ben Roethlisberger didn't... He's kind of like a... Wasn't hurt. He's kind of like a Tony Romo in a way, except Tony had worse injuries. Yeah, like broken back. Roethlisberger's just kind of made of glass in certain extremities. Yeah, and he walks like he's got like two fake legs. I'm yeah, not he's lie. just a... <laughs> yeah, just been beat up as a quarterback. He's got some um, miles on him. So my other one um, that I can think of off the top of my head is Trevor Simeon. Is that how you say it? Broncos, Broncos quarterback. Broncos Simeon. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to predict that he's going to fumble the ball three times in week two. And my reason for that is because in, on Monday night, I was watching this guy try to get away from people, on, and he's just like one hand, like... Like trying to scoop between guys, and he's like, la, 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 you will never touch the ball. He's not very big. No, and so I, the whole time I'm like, he's going to drop that thing. There's no way. He didn't lose the ball. It was a good game, by the way. It was a very good game at the end. Yeah, I mean, Chargers made it a game. but Corey Toomer. Corey Toomer? Caused that fumble. Did he? He did. Go Vandals. Yeah. Corey Toomer of the Vandals, former Vandal, mm-hmm. getting that fumble. Nice. I didn't see that part. Yeah. Was that late in the game? Yeah, that fumble... Uh, so it was the fumble, and then Rivers was just like, bomb, to Benjamin. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I missed that part. I had just left from doing laundry. Yeah. Or I was too. watching the game. Yeah. Sorry to tangent. Notes. Screw the notes. No, that's okay. <laughs> we were talking about that game, so it makes sense. But I think Simeon's going to fumble the ball three times. Not once, not twice, three times. Hmm. That's pretty bold. That is bold. I mean, it's not something you think. So you keep doing weekly predictions. You keep doing, like... I'm, I'm going to stick with season predictions. I'm going to go... The Boston Celtics. Basketball? Basketball. Oh my god! The Boston Celtics, who just got Kyrie and Hayward, don't make the East Finals. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. The Boston Celtics (laughs) failed to make the Eastern Conference Finals, where they would inevitably lose to LeBron, because that's what they do. Um, Celtics, just a funny way to spell loser. Uh, <laughs> that was mean. I like that uh, style. I, I like that. Go Lakers. <laughs> F uh, the Celtics. Yeah, like, um, they're not gonna make it. I, I'm I'm curious about that one. I I think you have something there. I mean, we talked about the awkwardness of Gordon Hayward last week oh. or a couple weeks ago, and like in their press conference, if they can't talk together very well, what makes you think they can play well together? Hey. Hey, what's up? You, you play basketball? No, sometimes. Oh, like, sometimes. I kind of game on the side. Check out my hair. And then Kyrie's like, I have identity issues. <laughs> I don't know if I'm Uncle Drew or if I'm Kyrie. I want to be the guy, but I was already the guy. Didn't do it. And... <laughs> Who do you think is going to take over the Celtics, though? Do you have any predictions on that? Because I... The Rockets are well. The Rockets are in the West. Who's gonna knock off the Celtics? I there's, should probably back this up. Um, there's the. It's Hawks. gonna be Toronto. Toronto or Atlanta's good. I, I'd probably say Toronto. I want. So. I'm gonna pull up a list of the teams right now. I wanna. I wanna get my dog in this fight. Toronto over Boston. <laughs> Me. There you go. But Boston can't be in the Eastern Finals though. So that means it can't be Toronto Boston. Right? Toronto's in the East. Yeah, I mean, like, you were saying that the Celtics were not going to win the Eastern Finals. I'm saying they're not going to make it to the Oh, they're not going to make it to the Eastern Finals. Okay, so yeah, yeah that means Won't they... make... So that means they can't be in the, the matchup against whatever team. Nope. I, 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 would, I would say Cleveland versus Toronto in the Finals. That's my guess. Cleveland-Toronto. Eastern Conference Finals. That'd be a, go- a cool one to see because... It's already happened. It has happened a couple times. I mean, they're just taking a year off, pretty yeah. much. yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what other teams? I mean, Atlanta. The Hawks have been up there a couple times the as Wizards, well. Maybe if they pull it together. Maybe Porzingis throw some some key wins together. Yeah, I say Atlanta, Cleveland, Atlanta, Toronto, Washington, Boston are your top teams. Maybe Indiana. No, not Indiana. Man, I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this. The Wizards will do better than Toronto. That's mine. Fine. To go in line with your Celtics prediction. That's fine. LeBron's winning anyway. So. And then he's going to go to L.A. and play with Lonzo. According to Big Daddy Lonzo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for basketball, though, man. I, we actually need to get on top of buying some tickets. Um, we, me, Our group of friends try to go to at least a game every year. Down but, Salt Lake. But more games we can make it to, the better. And so I think we have plans of trying to get tickets to the Cleveland Cavs game in Salt Lake 
it'll just be kind of weird because Jazz are a little bit different, and they're probably not going to be playoff material. Um, but I'm still still looking forward to that. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, though, you guys probably heard they're going to be retiring Lake, uh, both of Kobe's numbers on December 18th in the Staples Center against when they play the Warriors. Um, I think that they're they're planning on having a packed house, so why not do a crazy event while everybody's there? Um, I'm surprised. But Kobe will be the first player ever to have two numbers retired at the same time, um, and it's there's valid reason to that. One argument that I saw was if the question was if you looked at Kobe's halves of his career when he changed numbers, so number eight, number twenty four. Would either would one of those teams be a Hall of Famer? And it's like, well, one of those numbers had three championships and a couple of MVPs and Defensive Player of the Year. The other half had two championships, two finals MVPs. It's just like, huh, interesting conversation to have. Do you think LeBron gets his 6 and 23 retired? That's a good question. 6 in Miami, 23 well, in Well, when did he switch it? So he had like seven years in Miami. Right? Yeah, he's not not seven. He had four in Miami. Oh, was it really only four? Yeah, it seemed like so, such a long time. Well, he was, was with four. oh he was with Cleveland for a while. He was like with a, Cleveland, and then for like a lot longer than I think. Yeah, Cleveland a long time. Yes, and then Miami with four, and they went to four championships. But when he went to Miami, he changed it to number six. That's right, and they did get championships there. So it's kind of like hmm. That's a good question. I mean, it's the same as Kobe almost. Yeah, just different teams. Just not as many years of production and points and all that. It's not on the same team either, because when he went back to Cleveland, he changed Uh, back to 23. True, so getting a jersey retired in two different places. Two different numbers. I guess he wouldn't be the first. Shaq, I think. I think Shaq does have two. Yeah, his number's retired in Miami and He's got like every color of the rainbow in terms of jerseys. He might be retired in Phoenix. The Suns. Yeah. It's like he played for the Suns. Yes, he did. He played he for did. like seven. He played for Boston. Teams. He played for Phoenix. Played for the Lakers and Boston. That's pretty ballsy, especially being a a three-peat champ in L.A. and then go to play for Boston. Big man, big balls, man. <laughs> just by default. That's just facts. <laughs> just math. Um, so one thing that's been in the news a lot lately too is the all these crazy superstar pickup games that we've been seeing. And it's in this weird little gym. I don't know where it is, but it's in like like I want to say it's in New York, because um, LeBron has to fly out to it. They always talk about that. Big deal. Yeah. Um, but all these superstars getting together playing pickup games. Like Russell Westbrook was in was in on one. What's the Westbrook recently? Russell Westbrook recently played basketball. Um, and then he was also so they had like Russ, LeBron, Melo. Um, oh, there were there were a couple other guys in there. I can't think of can't. DeRozan may have been there at one point, but Russ was like just balling on dudes. He, like, what did he do? He was dunking over guys. Well, not over, but like the first highlight in this video clip I saw was him jumping from like near the free throw line, just soaring, just throwing it down. Um, Basically, Russell has no chill. <laughs> no chill ever. No chill. Um, <clears throat> and then actually, I heard that this about this interview. This kid who's like a He's not very well known. He's like a first or second year player, and he was playing with these guys, and he was playing against like LeBron, and or no Melo playing against Melo, and he was like, I played the best defense of my life in this pickup game, but he's like, it's totally different from being on TV or being like on a big stage and playing a pickup game because that game didn't matter. 
Yeah. It's like, I feel like I played the best defense in my life, and it's not going to be seen as any good. <laughs> Except to the, like, building respect with the players on the court yeah. at that time, but it's an interesting way to think about it. But that's how you got to put in the work. And you got to execute that same exact work, work, stuff work, in the work, game. Work, work, work. In the, in the wise words of Rihanna, work 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 But then speaking of Carmelo Anthony as well, <laughs> some more Lonzo news, uh, Ball family news, kind of. Uh, Melo was ranked behind Lonzo Ball in the top 100, and this is by ESPN. Okay, people who claim they know things about sports and stuff. Um, they put a guy who's never played an NBA game ahead of Carmelo Anthony. Not only that, but pretty far down on the list. Yeah, not like number 99, 100. They had Melo at number 64, Lonzo at 63. Um, and I think Reggie Miller described it as... It might have been Reggie Miller, man. I can't remember. There's so many people. Uh <laughs> But he described it as being guilty of a bad situation or a bad scenario where it's like Melo hasn't been super productive in recent years, but Lonzo has like a big shining future ahead of him. And then like all the other players are in front of him are like, okay, they all deserve to be there. But Lonzo, number 63 in the NBA, having never played a game before, it's kind of hard to say that. Pretty gutsy of a call. So, I mean. Do you think Melo should be ranked that low? See that that's such a hard one for me too, but I will say that Melo is an overrated player. And I feel like there's a lot of Knicks fans out there or Denver Nuggets fans who are like what the heck are you thinking? Oh, that's weird. Like cause your arm is in the camera, oh, is it going on? No, it's good. I was just like, what the heck's going on over here? Um Each. But I feel like there's a lot of Melo fans that are gonna like I feel like you should understand that. Like he's put up a put up a ton of points. He has a similar job as Kobe when he played to shoot the ball every time he touched it. That's like his responsibility because that's where he's efficient. Yeah. It just hasn't produced championships or really any success in the playoffs. And I think that it it really depends on how they're comparing the criteria. It's kind of hard to put somebody on a top list when it's like so up in the air on a lot of things. Because like Lonzo could be a better team player than Melo. And if that's how they're looking at it, sure, I think he does belong in front of him. But if you're looking at like production and overall skill as a player I think Melo gets that so I don't know it'll be interesting to see I'm as a Lakers fan I'm obviously excited to see Lonzo play I want to try to catch him in Salt Lake as well whether you decide to go or not I mean don't don't want to I guess it wouldn't be giving the ball family those money winter though. winter roads man that's true that's a tough thing let's take that Salt Lake Express this is not a paid advertisement <laughs> Just like the Spotify playing in the pre the intro before we got started today. Yeah. Oh, that was embarrassing. We'll figure it out. Cheap production. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Feel so, free to donate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can donate. I actually think I do. I have the thing on the. I think I have the pro- thing on the profile. The donate button. Probably. Cool. Well, you can donate if you want. I mean, if you do, goes right back into the stream. Just to give it back to you guys, we want to make sure you're entertained. You know, all of you people in this this all whole stream. Four of you, man. You're there's just so many <laughs> if, people. If you're even still there, and that's probably just like wise bot. <laughs> um, but anyways, that pretty much does it for the bulk of the content of today's episode. Um, 
I feel like this episode went all right so far, but we still have the the fun, the fun question and discussion at the every end week. Here. The question yeah. of the week. The question of the week. I you know that's a lot smoother. I'm changing the wording right now. Question. Not week. weekly. Uh, question. The weekly D. The weekly D. <laughs> the weekly D. The weekly D. Weekly D. Send more. That could be like in the background. I like that. So last week we asked everybody in the internet, the entire, <laughs> the the worldwide internet, uh, we asked you all a question and we wanted you to answer it. And we had one person answer it and then two others, including Mike and myself. Uh, but the question was, just, well, it's not really a question, okay? Just, just listen. Discussion. Describe a time in sports when you realize the magnitude of a certain moment. So, you know, you're watching a game, something happens, and you're like, whoa, man. Tears. Tears. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe a little uh, goose pump action. Yeah. Goose pimple, if you're a, a British bloke. Um, Oi. <laughs> Oi, cheerio! Uh, <laughs> Oi! <laughs> Australia! Okay, now oh. you're, now you're like... I'm reaching. Now you're like uh, Conor McGregor when he punches a punching bag. Oi! 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 I'm still lost. Oi! Uh, but this, this moment could be something that you saw after the fact, um... Like on a highlight, or like a documentary, something like that. And mine, I I actually saw it after the fact, and I was like, dang it, that's pretty cool. So, here's what we've got. So, Clay on YouTube, as usual, the man Clay coming through with the answer. His moment that had like more than just a sports moment was when the Idaho Vandals scored a game-winning touchdown. Actually, it wasn't a touchdown. It was a two-point conversion. Yeah, Clay, we need you to specify, because they scored the touchdown first, which was remarkable because they only had like 48 seconds. I'm wondering if I messed that up. Did but you mess it up? I may have messed it up. So they, they scored the touchdown with like, they had 48 seconds left after Bowling Green scored. scored yeah. And then they had 48 seconds, they went down, scored the touchdown, and they were down by one. So they could have kicked... For the tie. Yeah, could have kicked for the tie, but... And, but they went for two, and they got it. So Rob Akey. So, Clay, maybe... Specify, maybe? I think uh, on his comment, he did say when the Vandals scored. Scored. Okay. So, I mean, they scored, but then they had that decision. Do we kick the field goal and tie and try to go for another overtime and hope we get the defensive stop and score? Or do we go for two? And Rob Akey's like... Defense sucks. Go, <laughs> go, go, for go, it. go, go, go. And uh, Nathan Enderly threw a touchdown or threw a two-point conversion completion to Taylor Davis, Preston Davis. Yeah, in the back of the end zone. And I remember where I was. I was jumping around the house when that happened. I was watching everything super close. Um, and that was like the second bowl win ever in Vandal history. Two for two at that point. Yep. 100% win percentage. Still. Now we're 3 0. Let's see if we can get a bowl game this year. <laughs> no. What's his name? Thickahan? Thickahan, Girth Brooks. Girth Brooks. Have you? <laughs> um, so that was a pretty good one because I, I feel like me and Micah and Clay, all being uh, alumni of the University of Idaho, when you watch your team that has been a very losingest team in recent years. God. When you see them be like do super well throughout the season and then get that win in such a dramatic fashion, that will like kind of that just like builds your connection with that university and it's um, intimate. It's a moment. It was very cool and like Preston Davis. I used to play basketball with him at the rec all the time. 
I actually played horse against that guy. And I I went up to half court once, did a backwards half court shot, made it. He was like, what's going on with this, man? Like, he was blown away. But, you know, that's a fun little story. <laughs> no, that, was, that, that kid was pretty funny, though. I see him at parties all the time. Fun dude. But anyways, my answer to the question of describing a time in sports when the magnitude of the moment was so large I was excited was the story of a guy named D. Gordon hitting a home run. Um, and I actually wrote an article about this. Maybe I'll, if I drop it in the chat, I don't think it's going to do much. But I'll, I'll eh, I don't want to bother. It's, it's too far back there anyways. Um, so D. Gordon, he plays for the Miami Marlins. And uh, he, so last year, I believe, is when it happened, Jose Fernandez uh, died in a boating accident. Um, later on, they found out there was there were probably drugs involved, drugs and alcohol, you know, things like that, things you don't want to hear. Uh, but in the, the next day, the Marlins had a game, and they were without their guy. And, like, you know, before the game, I, I rewatched all this stuff because it was just, like, one of those games where you're like, I want to see what happened because it's so human, I guess, is the way to describe it. Um, but D. Gordon, at his first at bat, he steps up there, and he was, like, best buds with Jose Fernandez. He's a lefty batter, but he stepped up into Jose Fernandez's batting stance um, as a righty. And he gets in his exact batting stance, and he takes a pitch where he didn't swing at it or anything. He just let it go by. Uh, ump called a strike. And it was just like, what the heck's going on? Like, as you're watching the game, like, watching this clip, you don't know what the heck's happening because he switches to the other side of the batter's box after that. Um Gordon steps into the other side of the batter's box and he he just first pitch rips one out of the park. Like it was a fastball down the middle. I don't know if pitcher was serving a watermelon or what, but he just cracks this thing. I mean it barely makes it out of the out of the stadium or out of the park. But that that moment where it's like this was obviously like a tribute bat at bat for D. Gordon for his buddy Jose Fernandez. And he goes up there and just Nails one out of the park. And the crazy thing about it is that was his first home run ever. And I remember him saying, like, like he had some help on that one, you know. And it's mm. kind of like, well, there it was definitely a moment. Yeah. But, man, it was, it was so crazy to see. And, like, just the feeling of, like, togetherness as a team when, that, when something like that happens. It's unreal. It's one of those, like, make you cry. Make a grown man cry when you're watching that video. Um, you you're not crying, you're crying. <laughs> Uh, it's raining. I don't know what you're talking about. And the rain's coming through the window. It's hit me right in the face. Um, so that's my answer to that question. Uh, Micah, what do you got for yours? Uh, Texas Cardinals, game six. Texas has a 3-2 series lead. They have a two-run lead in the ninth. They are one strike away. One strike away from winning the World Series. And they blow it. I am a, uh, I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, so I was super stoked. Like, yeah, we have a chance, we have a chance, we have a chance. And then Texas come back in the 10th inning to hit a two-run home run and again are one strike away from winning the World Series. <laughs> Deja vu. Like, like, we already spent our good luck card. We're not going to get this again. <laughs> well, St. Louis ties it up again. Again. So twice. Two times. One strike away. 
And then the game ends with uh, David Freeze hitting a home run, a walk-off home run to win game six in just probably the best baseball game I've ever watched. Yeah. And it was fun. We Especially were being a Cards fan. Yeah, being a Cards fan. Like, it's my team! Like, <laughs> even if I wasn't a Cards fan, it was a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like the Washington State-Boise game. I'm not a fan of either. And right. It's a good game. Um, so, but inevitably, you could almost sense that Game 7 was going St. Louis's way. Just... Just the momentum Yeah, swing. just from Texas being so close, just to have it... You know, having... <clears throat> Everything was there for them. Yeah, they just kind of let it go. Yeah, snatching, uh, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll have this. Yeah, or snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it just another way around. Yeah, another way around on that one. Just so close to to reaching the pinnacle of your sport. Just to... and that's kind of like that reminds me, and I think I mentioned this before, um, like when the the Cubs were down. What was it? They were down two. Yeah, and the rain delay or whatever. Yeah, this yeah. is like before the rain delay. Oh, before the rain delay, yeah. Uh, they were down two, and and then, you know, to the Cleveland Indians, game seven of the World Series, Cubs haven't won in over 100 years. Indians hadn't won in over 70 years or something like that. And then after a rain delay, Jason Hayward comes out and hits a two-run home run to tie it up. And all of a sudden, you're just like, no way is this happening. I can't believe it. Uh, my wife, Keltron, was actually in Chicago when that game was happening. Can you believe that? Um, she gets around. <laughs> going to them, those nuclear conferences. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are just all some pretty great stories. And I mean, I think being a Cardinals fan like, and them getting that win in such a crazy way, I think that has a lot of magnitude to it. Like, I don't know, just... The, the sense of their team not giving up and like getting these clutch plays when they needed them, um, it just kind of, I don't know, it's good to see as a fan. Yeah, it makes you like really become a lifer of that team even more mm-hmm. because of the cool moment you got to witness on whether it's on TV or real life. So still not a Cubs fan. Still not a Cubs fan. Still not a Cubs fan. Out of principle. I'm I'm happy for the Cubs, but I, I'm not really, as as we know, I'm not a huge baseball dude. So I like I. Don't have a team there. I just kind of follow the stories and and I root for the good guy. I guess you could say. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Well, that pretty much does it. Had one person come through the live stream today. Last week was a lot better. We had a few people right towards the end. Yeah. Um. We'll have to figure out a good way to market this thing. I, man, I feel like I've been doing a good job, but then there's like nobody in here. So that's all right though. I'm not even upset because we're gonna keep going. It's going to be a good time. We're going to get better as we keep going. And uh, the, the better we get, the more fun it'll be for people to come through. And um, looking forward to that day. Free money for all viewers. <laughs> Not a guarantee. <laughs> Read the fine print. Yeah, yeah there's no cash. No, nothing, actually. <laughs> money is a ubiquitous term. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty much all we've got for all the sports content for you guys today. Um, I will let you know that I'm going to... Wait, well, hold up. We never did the question. Yeah, you messed up the notes. Nah. You messed up the notes. I think it's because Mr. Jackson's... He, yeah, he threw the whole thing off. Way to go, D. Jackson. Yeah, then we pretty much can't use this video yeah. on YouTube now because of that one second. Or we could just, like, delete that part of the video. It'll be a little weird, but... But the, I didn't see the chat pull up there. Oh, it came up. Oh, it came up? Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was weird, to say the least. Got it. Um, but I'll cut that part out of the video for YouTube. Um, so the question for next week... Uh, on the note of Vandals not having energy and 
and the drive to want to kick some butt, you know? I'm just here to play ball. Just here. Hey, coach, put me in so I can just sit here. I'm okay with however this Take up space. Well, the question this week is, what do you do to hype yourself up? And I know everybody's got something. Like, you see, like, NBA players rolling into the arena in the playoffs. They got their Beats headphones on, and it's especially Beats headphones because there's advertisements all over the place. And they're just, like, in the zone. Like, they're there to work, and they're getting in the right mindset. And I think everybody has that one thing or maybe a combination of things. Yeah, yeah do, you're doing a haka. Yeah. You're taking shots of tequila. You're <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. I think everybody's got something that, like, really <laughs> minor drug references in this episode. I um, drugs. <laughs> um, but I, I'm curious to hear what you guys do to get started get psyched about something when you're about to go lift weights or when you're going on a run when you're about to go play in a game you know so about to go on a date go on a date what do you do to get what do you do to get turnt before your date yeah (laughs) uh so feel feel free to drop a comment with your answer to that question you can tweet it at us at abstract sports uh on instagram dm us anything you want to do um and we'll share it in in the show next week um as for quick announcements, this Friday NBA 2K18 comes out, and I'll be streaming some of that on my personal account, um, pro- possibly hosting over here on Abstract Sports. So if you go to uh, twitch.tv slash taterdeluxe, because that's me, um, you can watch me play some NBA 2K, and um, I might be a little more profane. Uh, <laughs> mostly out of frustration, I'm sure, because it's a new game with bugs. But um, feel free to tune into that. But... That's pretty much all we've got. Micah, you got anything you want to say? Jacob. Come here. Jacob. Come here. Hey, Jacob. We need you. Come here. He's not even... He's not listening. He's not listening. What a jerk. But we're going to get Jacob on here. You're going to enjoy it. He's a he's a good guy. Um, be sure to get at Micah at Vandal Micah. Where is it? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to do. <laughs> at Vandal Micah on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Kyle Clay Design. Um, I'm currently in like a branding dilemma right now where I don't know if I want to go as Tater Deluxe forever or if I want to go as Kyle Clay Design forever or if I want to go as Abstract Kyle forever. Um, Why not all three? A fiesta. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to figure that one out myself. It's a toughie. Um, abstract Kyle Sports. <laughs> Sport, sporty, sporty abstract Kyle. What sucks is you only get 14 characters for a Twitter handle. And you want it to be short and sweet. And the Kyle Clay design is like 13 characters or something. I want, I want something short. People are like, bow! You know? And they find me. I think abstract Kyle. Cass. Cat What? C-K-A-S. Cass. Cass. Uh, Sack? Kyle Clay abstract sports. <laughs> Cast. Cat. K-C-A-S-D. <laughs> Kyle Clay, Abstract Sports Studies. That'd be tough. I don't know. I don't know if people will understand. They won't. They won't. So I won't do that. But you can find the audio version of this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. You can also find it on YouTube um, with a little bit of an edit in this episode. Thanks to D. Jackson, whatever your name is. Uh, Please drop a comment, like, follow, subscribe, do all the things that make you happy. (laughs) So do all those things because you know they make you happy. Uh, 
You will definitely want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. We try to put up different content on all those different outlets. Um, but that's all we've got for you today. I'm Kyle Richards, co-hosted with Micah Brown, a.k.a. Micah Wave. And you can catch us next Wednesday. Bye. This is bye. Hasta luego. Buenas noches. Have a wonderful time.